You're listening to the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the Wall of Freedom. As a podcaster, I have the privilege and blessing to be invited to other podcasts and TV and radio shows. And this past week, I was on Between the Lines with Lou Palumo. Who is Lou? Very simple. Over the past 40 years, Lou has also provided security for high-profile events and entities, including the United Nations, ABC Disney, Golden Globes, NASCAR, World Cup Games, Republican National Convention, and Academy Awards, and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So this is a retired police investigator from New York. He is a very talented person, and he's very concerned about our country. So Lou and I connect on his show, and you do not want to miss one minute of this podcast with Bud on Between the Lines. Welcome to Lou Palumbo's Between the Lines. Problem solving for our future. Lou. Common sense, logic, and reasoning. Lou. The man that can't stand hate and animus. Lou. Stimulating the thought process of America. Lou. Where being right is not political, it's factual. Lou. Providing real solutions in real time. And now, here's your host, Lou Palumbo. Things just don't seem to change from day to day. A lot of very important issues that need to be addressed in this country. Um, Without question, our borders are going to redefine the future of this country. This pervasive crime problem in our major cities where the criminal element seems to be able to act with impunity as a result of a failed political system in these cities. I think what we really need to be mindful of is the problem we're having with the media, this lack of oversight, this inability to consider what they say before they say it, detach themselves from their political agenda. You know, I I don't know what to tell everyone, but you have to stop listening to the media. You know, that's one way to get them to realign their agenda. You know, they're going to continue with these follies of telling you or giving you misinformation so they can steer you in a certain political direction. You know, this is not what the media, I believe, the media was designed to do or was, you know, part of the framework of the Constitution. Now, there's no question, you know, we've always had problems with with the media. Um, It's a rather subjective issue at times, but some of the issues that are plaguing us are purely objective. They're truth-driven. And I do understand people are going to say there's some subjectivity to the truth. I got the memo on that one. But the reality of the situation is we need to clean up the media. All of it, Fox, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, they're all driven to carry out someone's political agenda, and they all distort the reality of issues. What's so, so becoming so incredibly alarming is the lack of thought process coming out of the mouths of some of these people that prop themselves up as journalists. I constantly cite this young man, Jonathan Capehart, who I personally was listening to on a Sunday morning about 10 o'clock when he went off on this tirade about crazy white people, 
you know, since when did that become something that was productive, something that was going to galvanize the country? And by the way, I just want to remind you of something. People are crazy in general. It has nothing to do with ethnicity, religious denominations, or cultures. Crazy is just crazy. And by the way, not to go off on a tangent, but we have an issue with mental health in this country that no one seems to have the courage to address. We're going to have a good guest today, a gentleman by the name of Buzz Cornwell. This gentleman is a retired Marine, um, served with distinction. Um, He has a part-time radio uh, show. Uh, He's a... I would say, a a very um, big support of the U.S. Constitution, um, as as we all should be, to be very candid with you. Uh, He calls his podcast The Patriot Cause. So I'm sure we're going to have an interesting exchange with him. I understand that demographically he may be my peer or close to it. And um, we're going to get into that very shortly. I I do want to tell you, um, Buzzsprout and Instacart are our sponsors. They're, They're very... I would say, um, responsible, to put it to you politely. They deliver what they say they will. This this podcast is built off that platform from Buzzsprout. So uh, we're going to have some emails today also. Let me not forget that. And let me not forget to tell you this, that just shortly after the, the beginning of the new year, we're going to be um, putting on a live podcast. This podcast will be live. You'll have the ability to call in and get into an exchange with me. I just ask you one thing. No contention. Let's be, how would you say, of the problem-solving mindset and, um, you know, truth-driven. So I, I want to I go into this issue of the media because it's becoming a very, very important issue. I try to remind everyone of a couple of things that this podcast is built on. First, I'm not here to spoon-feed you. I'm not here to give you my opinion, conjecture, speculation. I'm here to talk to you factually. And when I say factually, it's going to be the byproduct of doing research or having experienced it up close and personal. When it is my opinion, I'm going to tell you that as well. And then you can take it for what it's worth based on your own ideology or beliefs. I encourage you become your own investigator. You know, there's no harm in doing that. You might learn some things that will really astound you, like how quickly this country's grown in the past 50 years. It's alarming. And as I tell everyone, as things grow, it becomes exponentially more difficult to manage. I've spoken to you about a lot of topics. They're all important. The border's important. The city's important. The homeless issue's important. Our veterans are critically important. The mentally ill. The the thing I propose to you is, when is the government going to start to legitimately address these one at a time? Create a task force, as we do in law enforcement, when we have to go after a specific criminal action or activity and start to fix these problems instead of just talking about them. Um, as I mentioned to you earlier, we're going to go to uh, Bud Corn Cornwell. Um, and um, as I mentioned, you can also listen to his podcast, The Patriot Cause. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back and we're going to bring Bud on. Instacart, another interesting concept. You can go to your favorite grocery stores, sign on to their application, Without leaving your home, the comfort of your home, just pick out the items you'd like. They'll assign a personal shopper for you and deliver them to the point that you would like them delivered to. Another great concept, very user-friendly, and I'll be honest, we use it also. It's very effective, and they're very, very good. They're very uh, on point. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, and I have a gentleman with us. name is Bud Cornwell. I introduced him a little earlier. He's a uh, former Marine. Um, served with distinction, has his own podcast, The Patriot Cause. 
um, and like I hope most Americans, is an adamant supporter of the Constitution. How are you, bud? And thank you for joining us today. I'm doing great, sir. Thank you for having me on the show. Where are you, bud? I live in the great state of Alabama, oh. believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I tell people I have some familiarization with the South. My mom was born and raised in Arkansas, ironically. You would never know that by listening to me because sure. I'm born and raised <laughs> in the city of New York. You know, it's yeah. an interesting. And I want to thank you for, for what yeah, I watched your uh, introduction video and um, you're talking about the Constitution and what we do. The words that you were talking about, I serve people. That is amazing. And thank you very much for doing that. Well, my pleasure, bud. And and I, I have a strange suspicion you and I are quite like-minded when it comes to problem solving. And I suspect you're truth-driven as I am because the only way out of the darkness is through the truth. Unfortunately, yes, you know, we, we have a, um, a denominator in the country known as the media that seems to spin it, alter it, and redefine it as they so choose. What I think we'll both find entertaining, Bud, is that we were listening to um, earlier in the year the disinformation squad that they were going to form, the federal government. I find it rather ironic that that just kind of went away. You know, I'm in favor of a disinformation squad personally. I think everyone's feet need to be held to the fire. I think when yes. you say something that should be driven by the truth, not your political agenda or your ideology or the flavor of ice cream you like. You know, we've got, we've completely departed from this word credibility. You know, there's a lack of credibility in government and lack of credibility in the media. And the sad part about the media, and I know you know this, but because we've been around probably close to the same amount of time, they create your narrative and your optic. So, yes. So the I want to ask you this, but. When, when you say you're an adamant supporter of the Constitution, can I get you to elaborate on that? Oh, absolutely. One, you know, spending 20 years in the military, what do we do when we sign up? We raise our right hand to support and defend the Constitution of the United States, not the president, not Congress. People think that the military is here to support this structure of a government. No, we're supporting the Constitution, which is supposed to be the structure of the government. So that's that's the, the, the big issue about it. The other part was I when I retired from the Marine Corps, I went back into the government as a government you know, employee. And what I seen was absolutely appalling. And what I mean by that, going back to the accountability thing, right? If we don't have accountability in our government, we don't have a constitution. We don't have a country. And that is that to me, what is happening is because of the ignorance or ignoring the constitution, it is very easy for these government people to just do whatever they want to do. Well, what they do, what they're doing, but is they're undermining the constitution when it doesn't fit their agenda and the media does yes. the same thing. I want to point out something interesting. I don't know if you're aware of, I'm a former law enforcement agent, and yes, we swear sir. to uphold the Constitution as well. You know, the problem we're having today is the leadership is horrific. And when I say that, I, I apply that to both sides of the aisle because I hear a lot of politicking. You know, I listen to statements be, um, being made, say, by Republicans that omit very important questions or factors. Like, you know, I, th these are not heavy lifts that a lot of these problems mm -hmm. we're having. Some of them are a bit heavier. The border's not a difficult lift, bud, to be very candid no, with not. you. When, when I listen to the fact that they say that the cartels have operational control, I have spoken to the producers here a number of times, 
and mentioned to them that I have an association, a relationship with two gentlemen. One worked for the agency. One was an FBI agent who ran Interpol in the own France. The technology we have today that I'm sure you're aware of is frightening. We yes. could drone strike these cartels pinpointed, surgically, and give them something to think about. Instead, we're sitting on our, fa- on our heels. You know, I don't know what it's going to take to get this government into proper thinking or proper alignment of thought to, to protect and do what's right for our people first. And I'm not going to get into this whole discussion about immigration tangentially here, sure. but because we need right. immigration in an orderly fashion. Not that you can randomly swim the Rio Grande River. And I joke about it because one of the producers on the show, Lloyd, Lloyd Molander, is a water guy, kind of like I am. Lloyd and I are going to go to Mexico and give swimming lessons so they can get across <laughs> the Rio Grande a bit more successfully. I mean, this is absolutely absurd. Sure. But you know what, Bud? I know you just watched the November 8th elections. Yes. Give me your impressions of the outcome. Um, I was, I was kind of hoping, just like, when the 2020 elections, the same thing. I had this excitement, right? That maybe there's going to be some, some honesty here, some change, some ability for, for the people to, to vote and feel confident with it. And I wanted to believe that in November, but the truth, as we know, the truth is there. And it's, it's what I think it proves again is politicians on 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 any level really focus on more their constituents their big business conceptual ideas over the american people i got i, I really to, believe that i have to ask you a question bud were you around when john kennedy was here uh i was born 7 or or 27 days before he was assassinated. Is that right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. so you were born so in October. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I tell people about the experience. You know, I went to 16 years of Catholic school in New York City, grammar school, mm-hmm. high school, college. And in grammar school in particular, we had quite a number of Irish Catholic nuns, so we were spoon-fed this man. And the thing that was so incredible about him is that when he spoke to this nation, he spoke to everyone. He didn't speak yeah. to his constituents. He didn't speak to the people that donated money. In fact, he rubbed quite a number of people that gave him money, ironically. But this man had this ability to reach out to this country. He was so powerful, which I won't go off onto this discussion about assassination, but I suspect he got too powerful. And I tell people, not only was this country enamored with him, but the world was. That's a little bit about what we're lacking today. We have too much agenda, not enough leadership. But, you know, the thing with the Constitution, as I mentioned to you, Bud, is that, you know, it seems to, um, God bless you, Gary, Um, it seems to, um, I would say, have to fit someone's agenda instead of just understanding this document and the intent of the founding fathers. Right. Um, You know, you and I both know we just had this abortion ruling with the Supreme Court. And of course, the media wrote it into the ground, completely misrepresenting what was going on in the minds of the Supreme Court justices. It's a very simple discussion. It has, or it lends itself to the reserve clause in the Constitution. Issues yep. not spoken to in the Constitution are reserved for the states. That's correct? correct. Right. So, you know, some states are favorable towards abortion. Some aren't. California, New York, Illinois, Massachusetts, New Jersey. There's a number of them that are favorable. Some of them, like California and I'm sure New York, are offering to fly, 
right? Let's you come in and, and get an abortion, which, you know, this is a really slippery conversation and one that sure. as men, if we were smart, we'd stay the hell out of it, as you know, because there's, <laughs> yeah. there's no upside to it for us. But a I want to ask you this. What do you think yep. is the biggest constitu constitutional issue we're facing right now, bud? That's a that's a great question because there's so many there's so many things. I blame I blame the producer because he put it in my head. It's not me, but don't blame right. me for that one. It's Lloyd. Well, his name I, is I'm Lloyd. Gonna... I'll give you his address. You can find him later. <laughs> no problem, Lloyd. Appreciate it. That's a good question. Let me twist it a little bit. When you're talking about the biggest problem, what a lot of people don't know is nowhere in the Constitution is it required for the federal government to balance the budget. It's not in there. And you have to think about what, what doesn't make any sense, right? Why would we want the government to, to blow and, and grow and get huge if we don't have anything preventing them from it? So I think the biggest issue that we have is, is using the cost, even using the Constitution weak, even as people other than electing people, as you know, right? Can't We can't hold the government accountable for all this spending, it's it's just impossible to do. You know what I find interesting, Bud, is that a lot of states, for example, like um, Texas and uh, Tennessee, Florida, Nevada, they seem to be balancing their budgets. You know, they have surplus. Yes. In fact, to give credit due with Gavin Newsom, he has a $97 billion surplus. I'm not quite sure what he's doing with it as he's having rolling blackouts and water shortages. I don't see much thought process going on there. But the fact of the matter is, is that many of our states have the ability to manage their, their budgets. Now, what you just said is really revealing. I think many people, myself included, were not aware of that. You know, And I yeah. don't think you and I have to go off on this discussion about what we just did by you know, spending, I think it's $5 trillion, oh, yeah. which is why we have an inflation rate, and eggs are 38% higher than they were in 2021. Or yeah, gasoline, absolutely. the byproduct of shutting down the Keystone Pipeline. I mean, I almost can't believe that we're in as much disarray as we are at this point in time in history. But I, I have to tell you, and, and, you know, I like to think positive. I believe this country is resilient. You know, I watched New York City in some really dark times, 70s and 80s when I lived there, crime-ridden. I was there on 9-11 on Broadway and 44th Street with, with two clients when the planes hit the, hit the towers. You know, I've seen this city in dark days. It always seems to be able to come back. Resilience, we have it. Yes. But we need a voice to galvanize this country, similar to John Kennedy, who happens to be a Democrat. Ironically, he was a conservative. Yeah, Matt, that's the way I feel. I want yeah, the best guy in there. I don't care who you that are. That doesn't matter. I, exactly. look, I if, absolutely agree. If the best if the best person to lead this country was transgender, you got my vote. Because I don't care what you do in your personal life, but I'm sure you feel that's the correct. same way. Absolutely. I mean, especially when you're in the military, guess what? We're around all different types of people. But guess what we have to do? This goes back to that compromising that you're talking about. In the military, we have to get along. We have to compromise sometimes. If we don't, our mission and our units are going to be jeopardy. This is what the country needs to do. We need to come back to this. We need each other. We need ideas. We need freedom of speech. We need the ability to connect again, to reestablish a foundation of communication and get back to where we're at. You know, Bud, you said something. supposed to be. You said something really important. We need to remind the American public that we do need each other. 
And that's, that's something correct. that isn't done. What we're reminded of every day is how different we are, right? Yes. What we're reminded of every day is why we don't get along, why we don't agree. But we have to be truthful, too, in the discussion and understand some of our elected officials on both sides of the aisle, Trump, uh, Clinton, Pelosi, McConnell, the rhetoric is so divisive and driven with yes. the intent to polarize us. It's not driven to pull us together. And that's why a lot of them need to kind of step aside and let someone with a different voice and a different agenda come forward. And I'll be honest with you, I don't care what side of the aisle it is. You know, unfortunately, um, my, my own opinion, again, ladies and gentlemen, this is my opinion, so please take it for what it's worth. The Democratic Party has some problems internally because they're fractured. Now, yes. we know both side, Both of these parties have these, um, I would say, fringe groups that are a little bit to the extreme. Unfortunately, um, the Republican, uh, the, excuse me, the Democratic Party's fringe group seems to be steering the ship of the Democratic Party. Yes. You know, and the Republican side, they just kind of kind of harness it and keep it in alignment. But that's just human nature and something that responsible administrators realize they're going to have to deal with and then do deal with it. But overall... This lack of harmony. You know, I hate to say this to everybody, but I listen to them talk about Donald Trump polarizing the country and dividing the country. I can't argue with that. You know, I'm not going to sit here and lie because I happen to be conservative. That doesn't mean I'm a Republican. It means I'm conservative. But just for the record, Obama started that, not Donald Trump. And just for the record, when they started questioning the outcome of the elections, it wasn't Trump that started that. That's correct. It was Clinton, Stacey Abrams, Letitia James. The list is long and distinguished. Maxine yep. Waters. We just have this thing about convenient amnesia. But most importantly, and I'm going to circle back to the media now, bud, they're telling the public what they want them to believe. Why don't you just tell That's us correct. the truth for a change? Better yet, bud, why don't we have some form of oversight with the media? That would correct a lot of problems in this culture. I'm curious to hear what you think about that. Do you think, this is what I think, anyway. I think the media is driven by this disconnect and this polarization. This is where the money is in their mind. By focusing and, and feeding those flames of polarization. I want to ask you this. Do you remember the days when politicians got up there and they started debating and they talked about the issues? They talked about what they're going to do or what this person's not going to do to solve X problems. I remember when it started turning into this bashing, personal character bashing over and over again, and it hasn't stopped. If the politicians are doing it, why wouldn't the rest of the, the country not do it? You know, but That's part of the problem the is that, group. you know, part of the problem is the American public, it, it doesn't offend their sense of decency. You exactly. know, it entertains them. But we're going to go to a quick break. We're going to come right back to this topic, buddy. Guys, stick with me. I have Bud Cornwell with me. Gentleman has a podcast, The Patriot Cause, and he's got some interesting insight and feelings about the Constitution and direction the country's going. We'll be right back, guys. So let me tell you a little bit about Buzzsprout. Very interesting concept. Basically, it, it allows you to set up your own podcast. One of the most advantageous things about using Buzzsprout is it's user-friendly. So I encourage you highly, if your inclination is to create your own uh, podcast, please look into uh, Buzzsprout. And by the way, we use it. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. With me is a gentleman, Bud Cornwell. Um, I suggest you look up his podcast, The Patriot Cause. Um, Bud is not an extremist. Bud is just someone that loves this country and embraces the Constitution, which we all should do. 
whether it's favorable to your argument or not. And at all times, is the Constitution going to be something that's favorable to you? And with that being said, bud, I want to ask you about the Second Amendment. Don't touch it. It's it, it's it's put there in a place. If we didn't have the Second Amendment, I don't take all the politics out of it. Just take it out and think about this. If the Second Amendment did not exist in this country, America would not exist today, right now. It all would have already been gone because the world is changing so fast that the people no longer have anything to help prevent the government from crashing down on them. The Second Amendment is part of what helps us as Americans to prevent this government from actually taking total control over us. I'd, I'd like to remind everyone of something. When we constructed the Constitution in the, through the 1700s, by the, the War of 1812, just to revisit this, the British made another run at us. The thing that mm -hmm. kept, kept us free, I hate to say it to you, was the Second Amendment. And in, in modern correct. times, Bud, you and I are living in real time why a Second Amendment needs to exist. Let's look at the Ukraine. We are arming yes, their populace, right? You can go to police stations, and they're arming their populace to fight the Russians. The premise behind the Second Amendment was to offset tyranny and foreign invaders. Am I correct? That's correct. That and is so correct. We're living it, but for some reason, we don't, we don't seem to have the courage or the decency to tell the public the truth about this issue. And now we're going to just touch on a, a little bit of a topic that I know you're going to get on board with me. We're looking at all these, mysteriously, all these shootings post-Columbine. Uh, mm -hmm. And instead of telling the truth and admitting that we've lost a generation of children and revisit that issue and figure out how to recapture that, we're intentionally misleading the public to think that the gun changed, not the culture. We didn't have these incidents, bud. And, you know, and I hate to say it, I've got no, you by 10 years, true. buddy, yep, give or take. So, you know, please understand, I've been around the block here. I've listened and learned and observed a whole lot. You know, we have this, this propensity to intentionally mislead the public. And at some point in time, you would hope they just have enough. You know, that's why I asked you about, about the midterms, because I had this, um, how would you say, positive feeling that independent of politics and your agenda... The American public have had enough of what's going on at your borders. I guess yes. not. Had enough of what's going on in your major cities like Chicago and New York and L.A. and Philadelphia. I guess not. Have had enough of this, this uh, economy. I guess not. Had enough of this uh, um, foreign policy of ours, which is just shameful what we did in Afghanistan. And I'm sure you have an, mm -hmm. some insight oh. into that yourself. This withdrawal, we left $85 billion of weaponry. We should have brought that to the Ukraine, bud. Right? Yes, and abandoned Bagram. But most importantly, most egregious, we abandoned these women and these young girls. Oh, that's right. This is the America that does a lot of talking about how we support our women. I, I, we're not allowed to say you're full of shit. But that's exactly what's going on here. So I'm curious, yeah. Bud, what's your take on this withdrawal from Afghan? Well, you, you probably know, Lou, I, I was in, I'm still in touch. I have friends of mine that are still in the Marine Corps, officers enlisted, retired people. We talk about this all the time. And <laughs> the, the, the issue that our country would even have and put in place an administration that can't understand appropriately 
the steps that are necessary to pull out of a war is amazing. And I think the issue is, is this. I think that this administration did what they did to try to, to produce to the American people that they are wanting to just run out of Afghanistan as fast as possible. Uh, you know, it's it's a psychological. That's why they're showing an airplane with all those people hanging on to it, you know, rushing to get out of Afghanistan. What else happened back in the media day, Vietnam? Same images, right? Seoul getting taken over, not Seoul, but uh, getting taken over, Saigon, all that, and people rushing to get out of there. It's it's a media frenzy. It's just, just how they do it. And that's exactly what they did in Afghanistan. You, you know, what, what we're really what we're really coming to, to understand is we just have a lack of leadership here. You know, um, yes. to go back to John Kennedy's administration, they coined a phrase about the best and the brightest. Now, I went to a good Catholic college in New York, St. John's University. It's a good school, not the mm -hmm. greatest school, yeah. it's not an Ivy League school. But they coined this phrase about the best and the brightest. All the guys that went to Ivy League schools that are running the country, they've done a sterling job here. You know, I tell people something that is rather interesting. I had 16 years of education under my belt. I went to the police department, and I grew up in the streets in the city of New York. Then my education began. I started to learn about life and how to problem solve, about exit strategies, especially yes. in law enforcement. You better know them. The military as well. I think the people that don't understand this notion of exit strategy is our elected officials. You know, they're rather cavalier about insinuating us into regions of the world where they hate us. Let's be honest. Let's cut the bull. I think mm -hmm. we've had massive foreign policy failures in this country, starting oh, yeah. with the Middle East. I don't know how you feel about that. And I I, I'm a fan of the Bush. I liked, I liked Herbert Walker Bush. You cannot question his commitment, dedication, love of this country. You just need to look at his life. And I think George W., um, I think his heart was in the right place. I just don't think... He had the acumen to understand exactly what we were embarking on. Oh, yeah, by the way, right. just to remind everyone, everybody was behind him in going into Iraq yes. the second time after yeah. we clearly knew they weren't the problem. It was Afghanistan and Pakistan. You know, look, I'm just some knucklehead kid out of Brooklyn. Uh, and he uh, figured it but, out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, guys. I want to ask you something else though, that's really important, and I don't, uh, I don't know if you're a Trump supporter, but... I hear Trump made a statement yesterday about getting rid of the Constitution. Um, was he hallucinating at that point? <laughs> what do you think? Was he, on, was he on something? Or, you know, what do you think about this? Um, when I first heard the statement, I had this, you know, do one of those second look things going, what? What did I just hear? I don't think that's what his what he's doing. Trump likes to stir things up. It's just, it's his nature. It's his way that he but does that, things. But, but I need you to understand something, though. That rhetoric costs us. You see, that's my whole point. No, I, no, I, I, got, I hear what you're saying. He likes yeah. to stir things up. I got the memo there. But it comes right. at a price. It, it comes does. at the expense of the young people and our children in this country who are going to inherit this, this mess that these knuckleheads are causing. But go ahead, bud. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I'm not necessarily, like you're saying, uh, you know, a complete Trump phobia supporter guy, right? I love some of the things he did when he was in the office. And, I, and I'll just leave it at that. But I will tell you this. These people, these high media type people, 
need to pay attention to what they say, and they need to do it all the time, not just when somebody in their administration says this or says that. If it is not condoned to, again, bringing back the country, combining us back into one understanding of what's happening at that level, our country's in danger because they're feeding it. They've been doing this for at least 20, 30 years. At least I, in my mind, and it, I see. It, but it, it started what is with this twenty-four hour news cycle, buddy. You know, yes, we, we don't absolutely. get a break. If you recall, when we were younger, you got the news at five and eleven, and now you're getting beat mm -hmm. over the head morning, noon, and night. And they'll say or do anything to keep an audience and to bolster their salaries. You and I know the equation: it's sponsors, viewership, and their pocketbook. It's coming at a price, and I agree with you. It is. We need to think about what we say before we say it. I say this all the time. And, and before you do something, think about what it's going to translate to. This lack of responsibility. You know, the other thing that bothers me in the media isn't so much what they say at times, but how they say it. They ridicule, demean, and defile one another. The lack of respect. You know, it's, it's just, it's polarizing, which is exactly what's happened to this country. And I go back and I say this simplistically. We need a voice that represents change. You know, and that can speak to everyone. But I want to tell you something you're going to find interesting because there's all these conversations today, you know, uh, transvestites and all of that. And mm -hmm. I have to tell you, I'm, I'm running around Studio 54 in the mid to late 70s. And it's just more fun than, than, than I, I'm guilty. It was so, so much fun. <laughs> right. You go into a bathroom. Nobody took inventory of who was standing, who was sitting when they tanked. Exactly. Okay. People came in dressed as men, women. We didn't care. We went in there with the agenda, which was very simple, to have a great time. And for whatever reason, we were able to communicate and put our guards down and our insecurities away so we could enjoy each other's company and laugh. That's all. That's what we, we were just out to have a great time. 50 years later, I'm hearing about this. Where was everybody 50 years ago? I don't care what anybody does in their personal life. You know what no, gets me with this whole not. transgender discussion? Let's just make bathrooms for them. I don't know what to say. I empathize with parents that don't want men who are uh, physiologically predisposed to being a man in a bathroom. I got them. I got it. Let's start making bathrooms for them. Let's do something productive. The purpose of this podcast, uh, uh, Bud, is to try to problem solve and to listen yes. and to not invalidate, a double negative I might note, not invalidate the, the opposition's feelings, but to try to come to a common ground and move us forward, which we're not doing. We, we're having a hard time wrapping our arms around what's going on at the border, bud. For whatever reason, we're just completely misrepresenting what's going on there. But yes. I listened to Chuck Schumer two weeks ago. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure you heard him. 11 million people who are illegal in the country, amnesty and voting. Listen to his remarks in the AP in 2006. Yep. Him and Obama both. You know, I, I just don't understand the country. Why, in this midterm, to go back to it, we did not do something different than they did. I'm looking at who they voted in as the mayor in L.A. I guess you don't mind L.A.'s gone to hell in a handbasket. Exactly. New York is the same thing. If we had a chance to reform bail reform, it isn't with Hochul. You see my point? And that resonated across the country. Now, interestingly enough... Laxalt did not get proper support from McConnell financially, which hindered his senatorial election. But they've got the city of Las Vegas and the governor's seat now 
and Nevada are both Republican. This is so, you know, you're just trying to figure out what the hell is going on here. We're going to take a quick break, bud, and we're going to come right back to you, buddy. Just stick with me. Guys, this is Between the Lines. I want to remind everyone, just shortly after the first of the year, this show's going to go live, and you'll be able to call in live and, you know, ask some questions or engage in a conversation, a discourse. I just remind everyone, the headbanging days are over. No contention, no disrespect. Let's try to just communicate with one another and I would say start to, in a sense, unconditionally support one another, even if it doesn't align with your agenda. We'll be right back, guys. Stay with me, please. We're back, guys. I have with a gentleman, uh, gentleman with me today, Bud Cornwell. You can listen to his podcast at the, uh, the Patriot Cause, and we're having a very interesting discussion, not particularly volatile, very truth-driven, and I would say there's a lot of concern about what we're doing in the country today. Um, things that are right, which aren't many, and a lot of things that are wrong. So I'm back with you, bud. And, um, you know, as I was saying during this midterm, you know, I was a little taken back that the public haven't had enough. And I have to say this also, I'm, I'm becoming a little suspect uh, when you're allowed to uh, mail in ballots like a month or so, month or more for an election. I mean, are you kidding me? If <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If that does not set the stage for cheating, tell me something that doesn't. And I don't want to get on the, on the Democrats, but if you wonder if they're capable of cheating, I just ask you to talk to Bernie Sanders. If you remember the little Donna Brazil incident, two times Mrs. Clinton got the, the, the uh, questions to, the, to the, the primary debate. I mean, guys, you have to reap what you sow. You understand that, right? And I'm not saying that the Republicans... Are, are squeaky clean because clearly I'm sure there's a demographic yeah. within the Republican Party that's more than capable of doing something that's skullduggerous. So, but um, I want to ask you, you know, what you thought again about these these uh, this election cycle? It's just alarming. I want to mention something. Twenty five percent of what they call Generation Z, these young individuals, eighteen to twenty four years old, over twenty five, about twenty five percent or clinically diagnosed with anxiety, suicide ideology, 25%. And that has a lot to do with what is going on in this election cycle. And believe it or not, a lot of these kids voted. And where do you think a good chunk of them voted towards? Right back in the same suit that's putting them into that anxiety. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable how this election, this particular election cycle was massive. And you got to remember, go back in the days, that age group, very few of them even voted. But now it just swamped the election cycle. I, I mentioned to you, but earlier, we lost a generation of children here, right? And we don't seem to be willing to account for it. And this issue about anxiety, how could these children not have anxiety living in this country, in this world today? Exactly. Where every day you get up, you're waiting for the shoe to drop. You see, this is what I'm, why I'm so concerned about the young people on many levels. You know, my intention at some point is to try to speak to the young people and to explain to them they're entitled to something better than they've been given by the knuckleheads of my generation in particular, and even older. But I'm 71, just for the record here. I'm not hiding in the shadows about age. I'm not out here picking up chicks where I'm trying to misrepresent how old <laughs> I am, if you know what I mean. But the bottom yes. line is I'd love to go into them and let them vent and let them tell me yes. exactly yes. what's driving them so we can start to get them back on course 
and to give them some answers, some direction, and to ease this anxiety. Because all it's done every day is amped up. We amp it up every day. Just turn on these knuckleheads in the 24-hour news cycle. You know, the sad part is that some of them provide us credible information. You just turned off with the delivery system. I'm tired of listening right. to people that are being paid tens of millions of dollars, you know, ridicule everyone. Nothing good comes out of ridiculing any, anyone, but you and I probably learned that in our lifetime. How is it they didn't get that? Him. You understand You understand exactly yeah. what I'm saying. You catch more bees with honey than vinegar, right? I would love to have that age group, one, two, on, the, on my podcast, to listen to them and just let them vent. I don't have that age group. My my children are almost in their 40s now, right? So I, I have never really listened or heard of, you know, th what these what is in these people's minds and how do we fix that? Because if we don't address this, it is not going to get better in next generations. We're going to have an ugly future, to be very candid with you, bud. Absolutely. But, you know, I'd love to go into an academic environment and tell the kids, mm -hmm. I'm not here as your enemy. I'm here to account, to be held accountable, to be very candid with you, but to also help you understand there's something other than what you're experiencing. And it's incumbent upon us, the generation that's now leading this country, to provide that for you. All we've done is destabilize this country with our rhetoric and our agenda and our politics. It's absolutely disgusting. You know, and worse than that, we are misguiding our children. You know, I, I don't understand how difficult it is for people to understand these basic fundamental concepts. And But I do want to say one other thing. Something's happened to the parenting element in this country. Because when we talk about the mass shootings, common denominator is um, uh, mental health, right? You look at also attached to it is parenting. You got to step mm -hmm. up to the plate and parent your children. And I'm going to tell you something. I've had an immense amount of responsibility. The guys that produced this show know my background. I've never had anything demanding, uh, more demanding as I ha than I doing as parenting. I mean, this Absolutely. is 24-7, boy. You got to think yes. and work outside the box. It's really incredible. It's really, I hate to, I hate to say it on some ways, just mentally fatiguing because you got to try to stay ahead of your kids that all think they're smarter than you are. And that's just that <laughs> cycle of their life. You know what I'm talking about. I'm sure you have children. Am I correct, bud? I do, and yeah. grandchildren, yes. Yeah, well, you know exactly because, you know, you just got to stay a step ahead of them. And fortunately, with my life, I lived a lot of it by the seat of my BBDs. I'm not going to lie. And I learned a lot and I was exposed to a lot. So I can see the telltale signs of directions you're going. And I warned my children about drugs and alcohol. Most importantly, I warned them about the reaction from their father because my children steamroll me in my house. I have to be candid with you. But when they hit certain crossroads with me, there's a whole different person. But I want to give you the final word today. And then also, in saying that, make sure you come back to speak with us. But I want to give you closing. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Lou. It's a pleasure being on your show. Just remember, we must, must use the Constitution. We must read it. We must understand it. And we must teach that to the generations that are coming. Or no matter what we do, we are not going to solve this split, this purposely driven ideology of Marxism, communists, whatever you want to label it, splitting this country. And, and, and what I would consider, we've never seen this in the history of this country, where we're at. We've seen some 
different situations, you know, going to war, all of these things. But we're we're at a junction in this country where the young people must be reached. We must, especially of those of us that have worked hard to get where we're at, earned a living, done those kind of things, figure out what we can do to help these these younger kids grab a hold of, of what, you know, think about it. People talking to college kids and they actually hate America. How can you hate America and you're going to college here? I mean, the, the, idea, the idea of it is just crazy. So It's the parenting and the environment in which they're learning. But guys, that's going to be it for uh, right now with Bud Cornwell. I again remind you that he has a podcast, The Patriot Cause. I heavily encourage you into taking a peek at this. Bud's not very contentious, and that lends itself to a little more peace for the future. And he's right. We owe our children an explanation. We owe them some guidance. I'm going to take a quick break, guys. We'll be right back. Bud, thank you so much for joining us today, buddy. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Really do. My pleasure. Okay, guys, we're back, and we're going to touch on an email right now. Gentleman from Bend, Oregon, Frank, is asking, Finland, a NATO country sharing a border with Russia. I just want to correct that. Finland and Sweden have both applied for NATO membership. It's pending. I suspect they will be allowed. But just for the record, folks, they're not quite a NATO country yet, but they do share a border with Finland. And uh, has announced a proposal building a barrier fence on its eastern border with Russia. Should the U.S. still consider building a wall between us and Mexico? It doesn't seem so crazy anymore as it did six years ago. Well, you know, I say this all the time. Your ability to, you know, survive moving forward is your ability to stop on a dime and change direction. And there's no question that this country is very porous. And for many, many decades and generations and, you know, more than hundreds of years at this point, we've had the luxury of not having to close off the country. But the world has changed, guys, and you have to change with the times. What we're witnessing with Finland, for example, is is an acknowledgement that Russia is a potential invader. And by the way, if you listen to what's going on at our southern border, it's being referred to as an invasion. So I hate to break this to everyone who's anti-wall, and I am too, but it's necessary. It's necessary to maintain the integrity and the security of this nation. And as I remind everyone frequently, over a month ago, I personally listened to Senate hearings with Christopher Wray where he stated the southern border's activity is a threat to the securities, uh, the, the, uh, the nation's security. So I, I have to unfortunately endorse a border wall. It'd be nice if we could live with this open, free, you know, anything kind of goes attitude. But guys, it's times of change. And if you, you value the future of your children, you're going to adapt. I want to leave it right there. I do want to thank our sponsors, Buzzsprout and Instacart. Once again, they are exactly who they say they are. I remind you, please go to betweenthelines.tv. You can listen to more shows. You can find the news. I encourage you to participate. You have to become part of this voice. We're not doing this because I want to be heard on radio or on a podcast. We're doing this because we need to change the course of this country. You can leave your questions for future shows. You might even be on our next show. And I do remind you... In uh, 2023, just shortly after the new year, we're going to be live. You'll be able to call in live, and uh, which is something I really like. I want to have, allow people to have an exchange with me so we can have ideas and, and mix and match. And by the way, I want to remind everyone, you don't have to be like-minded to me. We just have to be civil. 
That's going to be it for today, guys. I thank you for joining us. I hope you found this show, I hate to say entertaining. It wasn't designed to entertain you, but to give you food for thought. We'll see you next week.